The prayer altar is paid for by the friends and partners of Jonathan Dorn Ministries and ImpartJesus.com. This is Prophet Jonathan Dorn. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to join my parents for their podcast. Yeah, that's right. My mom and my dad, I love them so much. And I would love for you to be blessed as they also minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join my dad for the Living Bread podcast on Sundays. It's usually around 12 noon and you're just going to be blessed as he preaches and ministers the word of God. Then my mom, you can join her for More Than Conquerors Live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss my mom and my dad, their podcast. Put it in the search and find out more by going to their Facebook pages. I know you'll be blessed. Breaking news. The prayer altar moves to Monday nights, starting now and continuing all spring long. Your Monday nights just got better. Find out more at InPartJesus.com. The Prayer Altar is proud to celebrate 11 years interceding for the nations of the world. And all new The Prayer Altar with Prophet Jonathan Dorn starts now. Brought to you by InPartJesus.com. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, hello and welcome to the prayer altar. We are live tonight and I'm so blessed and honored to have each and every one of you, those that are joining us now live and also those that are listening to this recording. What a blessing. What an honor it is to be here with you. I hope and pray that you had a blessed day today and that you're ready and that you're excited to spend time in the presence of the Lord this evening. Amen. I'm telling you, I am just so thankful for what God is doing. We have been on the prayer altar so consistently here lately, and but we've been here for quite some time, and we're thankful uh, to be here. Uh, we're so thankful for what God has done and for what He is about to do. Uh, if you're new to the prayer altar, I welcome you. Amen. I'm Prophet Jonathan Dorn, and the Lord called me at a very young age, and I began ministering the Word of God uh, when I was 13 years old, and um, we've been here on the prayer altar praying uh, pretty consistently, weekly, uh, since 2012. So we've been here and ministering the Word of God and prophesying, um, interceding uh, for quite some time, and we're still here watching 
and praying. Amen. And it is an honor. I tell you that from my heart. It's an honor for me to pray with you and to minister to you. I hope that you're excited and ready because I I don't know what the Lord might do tonight, but we just want him to have his way. We want him to speak to us. Amen. It's a blessing to be a vessel that he can use. Amen. I want to give uh, special blessings to all of the partners. Amen. Today is my aunt's birthday, and I thank God for my aunt and all of my loved ones and family. And uh, I'm just so thankful for what God is doing. Amen. In our lives, I thank God for all the partners and all the precious saints of God. Amen. We've been here uh, every every first of the month uh, throughout 2023, and this is the third month of the year. Uh, we will be taking communion, holy communion together. And some of you uh, may have never heard some of the things that I'm going to share with you uh, regarding Holy Communion and how Holy Communion is not to be bound to the four walls of a church. Holy Communion is not just for church. It is not just for a a golden plate. It is not just for a, a fancy cup. Communion is about the heart. It's about relationship with God. It's about holy communion with God, sitting at the table and breaking bread with Jesus. Although he is not here physically, he is here spiritually, but we know that he is coming back again. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I go away to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. Oh yes, I'm telling you, Jesus, he went away. But he said, just as you have seen the Son of Man go up, and the disciples looked up, and they watched as he ascended unto heaven, The Bible says he will come back again. Just as he went up, he will come down. For the Bible says he shall come and every eye shall see him. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. For the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Somebody say, Amen. 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 I feel the anointing and the power of God. I also sense a prophetic anointing on here tonight. So if the Lord leads me, I may say some of your names. There have been several instances where the Lord has led me to say a name and the name of that person was was listening or watching at the time on Facebook or wherever, or the name of that person was there. I remember 
my first revival, preaching one of my first revivals. And there was a woman there. And the Lord had me to say a name. And I remember what the name is to this day. The Lord had me to say a name. And I said, I don't know if there's anyone here with that name. And the woman came up and she said, well, that's not my name, but that's the name of the person that I came to pray for. I actually came to stand in the gap for this person. This is the reason why I came. The name that you spoke is the name of the person that I'm praying for. And I will never forget that experience. I will never forget that one of our partners, one of our partners was listening to the prayer altar and he started to listen. And he said, Lord, have him say my name. Have him say my name. And I said his name. And I remember when I said his name. And he reminded me afterwards, long afterwards, he said, you know, I came in contact with the prayer altar and it really was did something for me when you said my name. The Lord had you to say my name. Let me tell you, as I do this, I have no idea who is listening and I don't find out till later on how, how many people were listening or I don't know who is listening, but I do know that there are people that listen from all over the world and the Lord may have me to say your name or your loved one's name, or your family member's name. But it's not by my power, it's not by my ability. The difference between a prophet and a psychic is that a prophet is at the service of God. And I stand here tonight at his service to do what he wants me to do, to say what he wants me to say. I'm here to serve you, the people of God, the body of Christ, and I'm honored to serve you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. So we will be taking Holy Communion tonight. And I will be explaining to you how, if you're not already, if you don't already, if this is not already a practice that you do, you need to make this a practice. Now, hear me tonight. Hear me. If you're sick in your body, or if you have dealt with any type of chronic illness, any diagnosis, whether it be diabetes, whether it be sickle cell anemia, whether it be fibromyalgia, whether it be um, any type of blood disorder, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, whether it be uh, some type of autoimmune disease or disorder, if you have been diagnosed, and I'm not a physician, but I know the great physician, Jesus. If you have been diagnosed with any sickness or disease, I want to encourage you, as the Bible says, for you to begin to take Holy Communion once a month or even more often than that. As you take Holy Communion, now, now understand this. Every time they got ready to take communion, there's a scripture that comes to my mind. There's a scripture that comes to my heart. Every time we take communion, there's a scripture that comes to my spirit. There's a, there's a scripture that should come to your spirit. And it is the scripture 
that says, let every man examine himself. So let him drink of that cup and let him eat of that bread. Jesus said, this is my blood and this is my body. So listen, if you're dealing with any type of chronic illness, sickness or disease, you need to begin to take Holy Communion more often. But let me offer to you a warning. Let me offer to you a warning. Now, there are people who are prescribed medications by doctors and physicians all over the world. And as soon as they are pres prescribed something, they start taking it. They don't, they don't read up on the side effects. If they do read, on, read, read up on the side effects, they say, hey, I, I got to take my chances. I'm going to take this medicine. There is usually a warning label, depending on how powerful the medicine is. There's a warning label and the warning label lets you know about the possibilities of things and all these things. As you take communion, there is a supernatural warning label. Communion can mean the end of your sickness. Communion by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the stripes that he took on Calvary can mark the end to your chronic illness. It could mark the end to your torment, your sickness, your pain. But understand the warning. The warning is that if you don't observe the body of Jesus Christ with honor and with reverence, if you don't understand the magnitude of what Jesus Christ did at the cross, I'm talking about there are times that you should take Holy Communion and your heart should weep before the Lord because you understand the weight, the magnitude. You understand just how big this is that you were, you were headed for hell. You were destined for destruction. You were on the road to chaos and ruin. But Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and thereby saved your soul he saved you from the grave. He lifted your soul from the pit. You were headed for hell. But now because of Jesus, you have been rescued. You have been saved. You have been redeemed. This is big. This is huge. This is not a small thing. And when you take communion, you should do so with a holy reverence. This is a holy thing. Now, I don't want you to think that holy means religious. I don't want you to, to confuse holiness with religion. Because religion will say, I only take communion in church. Religion will say, I only take communion if it's given to me by my pastor. Holiness is not to be confused with religion. We're not about religion. We're about relationship. This is not just a ritual. When people hear the word ritual, they, they don't know. No, no. Demons and demonic powers and principalities, darkness in this world has tried to duplicate the holy things of God. This is a holy ritual. This is a holy, 
holy tradition. This is a, this is a holy and a sanctified moment when you take communion. When you take communion, it is holy. So we're going to be taking communion tonight. It is holy. Hallelujah. And we're going to do so reverencing the body of Jesus Christ. But we're going to remember the warning. Let's do it with clean hands and with a pure heart as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, but before we take communion, I'm going to give you a word. The Lord has laid a a word on my heart. I'm going to be sharing with you a message. So tonight we, we will be praying and I'm going to begin with prayer. But I'm going to give you a word. The Lord has given me a word to share with you called born to reign, predestined and born to reign. And I believe that this message is going to bless your life. As we prepare to take communion, I'm going to play the short, very short commercial about Holy Communion. And then as soon as I play that, we'll come back. And we're going to begin by going before the Lord in prayer. Amen. So stay with me just one moment. I'm going to play that that commercial and we will be right back. Stay tuned. God has a blessing waiting on you. Join us the first of every month for Holy Communion live on the prayer altar. Brought to you by InPartJesus.com Glory to God. Amen. Well, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. I ask that you join me in praying the Lord's Prayer. And then we're going to pray as the Spirit leads me to pray. And then we're going to go to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you tonight for every man, every woman listening under the sound of my voice. We thank you that you have brought us to a new month, a new time frame. You have allowed us to see another day. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for what you've already done. But Lord, we give you praise for what you're about to do. Lord God, tonight I thank you that you're going to speak to your people. Lord God, we thank you that our ears are open and we're ready and we're excited to hear what you want to speak to us. Father, I pray that you move every hindrance, move, move every distraction, 
bind every work of Satan, destroy the yokes. Lord God, tear down the walls of the enemy. Lord God, every hindrance, everything that would stand in our way from hearing and from receiving the word of God, we thank you for moving it out of the way. Father, we give you praise that as we have ears to hear and we have hearts to understand, we thank you that you're giving us a mind, you're giving us a a will, you're giving us a supernatural desire, a hunger, a thirst for righteousness, a hunger, a thirst, Lord God, to receive what you died for us to have. Jesus, you died on the cross so that we might live. You died so that we might have life. You died so that we might have peace. You died so that we might have supernatural understanding. Lord, you died so that we could have relationship with you. Lord, you died on the cross so that we might live and live in authority and live in power and live in wisdom and live in the knowledge of God. Father, I thank you that as we hear the word of God tonight, that we're coming into our true power. We're coming into the true calling that is on our life. Our true identity shall be revealed. We thank you. I thank you for the men, the women of God that are listening tonight. Lord God, I pray that you would break them free from the bondages of Satan. Lord God, any attack of the enemy, any hindering spirit, I pray that you break it off of their life tonight. We come against and we bind the works of Satan, the spirits of depression, the spirits of heaviness and oppression. We pray that you lift it off of your people so that they can hear the word of God, so that they can walk in the word of God, so that they can live the word of God. Father, we thank you that in your word, there is life. In your word, it's better than any medicine. It is the remedy. It is the life. It is the supernatural power, Lord God, to save us and to deliver us. Father, I thank you for the power of your word. Lord God, let your word come forth tonight. And as we hear it, we thank you that there will be change in our hearts. There'll be change in our mind. We thank you that there will be a transformation. We thank you that old things will be passed away and all things will become new. We thank you that you're doing a new thing. We thank you that, Lord, you're the God that makes all things new. We give you praise now that in this new month, in this new time, Lord God, we will receive, Lord God, the fresh and the rhema word of God, the word that we need for today. We thank you that, Lord, you know the words that your people need to hear today. Father, I pray that you anoint my lips so that I speak what thus saith the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the words that will unlock their destiny. Oh, in the name of Jesus, unlock their purpose, unlock their potential, unlock their divine new season, unlock their new dimension in the name of Jesus, unlock new doors in the realm of the spirit, new places in the realm of the spirit, Lord, a new personality, a new way of thinking, a new attitude, a new way of living, a new way of behaving. We thank you and we bless you that as you make us new, Lord God, your trans transforming us into your image and into your likeness. We're becoming as the sons of God, not just physically, 
but spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Father, we give you praise that we're being transformed. We're growing. We're going from glory to glory. We give you praise that we're learning. We thank you that we're growing. We thank you that we're becoming as the sons of God. We thank you that every day we are pulling off the works of the flesh. We are putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we give you praise for that right now. Oh, somebody open up your mouth and begin to thank him right now. Thank him that the word of God has the power to change you. Thank him that the word of God has the power to give you hope and and, and love and joy and peace. Thank him right now that, oh, hallelujah, somebody you're receiving the joy of the Lord. That is your strength. Lord, I thank you that you're renewing our strength as an eagle. We give you praise that as you renew our strength, we will fly to new heights. We will reach new realms. We will reach greater heights. We will reach deeper depths. Lord God, as we hide in you, as we abide in you, we thank you that your word shall abide in us. And we have the power to ask whatever we will. We have the authority, Lord God, to plead the blood of Jesus. And whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Father, I give you praise that your people will not be powerless, but they will be powerful. They will not be hopeless, but they will have hope today. They will not be faithless, but they will have faith, God. I pray for the faith of God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and open up your mouth and thank him for faith. Father, I pray now for a supernatural, a supernatural transfusion of the faith of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that faith, faith without works is dead, but faith has the power to open up the windows of heaven. Faith has the power to move the mountains out of the way. Faith, Lord God, without faith, we can't do anything but with faith. We can move mountains. We can move obstacles. We can move the the hindrances. We can move the stumbling blocks. By faith, Lord, we're able to enter into new seasons. We can enter new realms. We can see new things. We can experience greater glory. It is by faith and we thank you for releasing the faith of God. As your people hear the word of God tonight, let faith be released. Oh, somebody thank him right now. Come on and open up your mouth and thank him because God is supernaturally. He is tilling the ground of your heart. The enemy wants you to be hard hearted. The enemy doesn't want you to have faith. The enemy doesn't want you to expect anything to happen. The enemy doesn't want you to expect blessings and miracles and favor. But I see God changing you. I see the Lord giving you faith. I see faith rising up on the inside of you. I see expectation coming forth. You're going to begin to expect miracles. You're going to start expecting blessings. You're going to start looking for people to bless you, not reject you. God is changing your mindset. He is not going to allow you to walk around with a spirit of rejection and a spirit of depression and a spirit of oppression. But God is going to give you the faith that causes you to believe that good things 
things are coming to you. That blessings are coming to you. That doors are opening for you. God is changing your mindset tonight. Come on, lift up your hands. Can I prophesy over you in the name of Jesus that you are being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Even right now, as I speak to you tonight in the name of Jesus, as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you tonight, there is a supernatural renewing in the spirit of your mind. Some of you have been hurt by people. You've been rejected by people. You've been disappointed by people. But God's getting ready to heal your broken heart. He is healing you of the hurt. He is healing you of the pain. He is healing you of the disappointment. And he is renewing your strength. Right now, he's renewing your faith. Right now, he's renewing your mind. Open up your mouth and thank him because you are being renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. As you praise him tonight, your mind is being renewed. Your faith is being renewed. Your joy is coming back to you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to shout right there. You need to praise him right there. I don't know who I'm talking to, but joy is coming back. Peace is coming back. Faith is coming back. Power is coming back in the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth and rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Come on and rejoice. Come on and rejoice because you have the victory in the name of Jesus. You have the victory in the name of Jesus. Come on and bless the name of Jesus. Somebody lift him up tonight. Somebody lift him up. Hallelujah. Somebody lift him up tonight. We're going to get ready to go to the word of God. Hallelujah. And I believe even as you are listening tonight, glory be to God, there is going to be supernatural, supernatural faith infused and released and imparted into your life. There's going to be an impartation of faith. Somebody just begin to thank him in advance for that tonight. There's going to be an impartation of faith. An impartation of faith. Some of you, it's been hard to believe God. It's been hard to expect anything new. It's been hard to expect God to work it out or to answer your prayer. But he's going to do it. He's going to do it for you. Hold on. Trust in the Lord. He's going to make a way for you. I don't know who needs to hear that tonight. But all you got to do is hold on. And God is going to make a way. He's going to make a way for you. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, tonight the Lord has given me a word for you and I want to share it with you. I'm going to do my best not to uh, hold you too long tonight. We, we, uh, we thank the Lord for him being so willing to speak to us. So willing to speak to us. Amen. The word of the Lord tonight is you are born and you were born to reign. You were born and you were predestined to reign. Glory be to God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 is where we want to start. Uh, the Lord has given me an instruction tonight and I want to obey his instruction. He told me to walk through this word and to speak it to you because someone needs to hear it. So I'm just going to obey him and, and get ready to go with me. I'm going to try my best not to go too fast, but get ready to go with me. Get your Bible, get your Bible, because we're going to walk through the word of God. I have, I have a few scriptures I'm going to give you and we're just going to walk through this. I'm just being obedient to him because someone needs to hear this tonight. Someone needs to hear this. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So I want to begin by saying that you were born to reign before you were formed in your mother's womb, the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, Jeremiah 1 and 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth, out of the womb, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee a prophet to the nations. There has been a calling on your life long before you were ever born. Before you ever said a word, before you ever took your first step, before you ever knew what your name was or what your purpose was or who your parents were or where you lived or, or, or you know, before you ever had an understanding about anything, God had an understanding. He had a plan for you. He didn't just have a plan, but he has, he had a calling for you. He didn't just have a calling, but he had assignments laid out for you. He had a purpose for you. There's a calling, there's an assignment, there's a purpose. And with that purpose comes an anointing. I want to begin by telling you that just like David, David was anointed to reign. He was born to reign. At a time when King Saul, Saul was king at the time, and Saul was a king that did not know the Lord. He didn't have a relationship with the Lord. He also had an anointing. And so what, what, what was the difference between Saul and David? Saul had an anointing, but Saul did not have relationship. He did not know how to worship because he didn't have relationship. Saul had an anointing, but he did not have relationship. And because he didn't have relationship, that anointing for service, it ran out. That anointing ended up being perverted. It ended up, he ended up losing his anointing because he ended up doing things that were contrary to God. Relationship cause, causes you to be with that person, to be in agreement with the other person. If we are in agreement with God, then we would do what God calls us to do. We would agree with 
his assignment. We would agree with his purpose. We have to agree with God. This has been on my spirit for quite some time now for the last few weeks. The Lord's been saying, agree with God. This is the hour and the time that you must agree with God. You cannot go against his will. You cannot go against what he has called you to do. You have to surrender to that calling, surrender to that anointing, surrender to to him and do the things that he's called you to do. The Bible says that the prophet at the time, Prophet Samuel was sent on an assignment to anoint the next king. He was on an assignment to anoint the next king. And the Bible says that he went to the house of Jesse and he knew that the king would come from Jesse's house. He just didn't know what son it was. He looked at all the sons. Many of the sons of Jesse were tall. They were strong. They were handsome. They looked smart. They looked intelligent. They looked like kings. But they didn't have the anointing. They were not the one that God called and chose. I want you to know tonight without a doubt that there is an anointing on your life. You may feel like you've been looked over. You may feel like others have not recognized the anointing on your life. But I want you to be assured that the anointing on your life is authentic because it came from God. You know that it's real because it didn't come from man. It didn't come from people. It came from God. Now, we're going to pray tonight. But before we pray... I have to get this word, I have to speak this word into your spirit because we're going to pray and there's going to be a supernatural impartation of faith. This is not just for people that are just coming into their calling. This is for people that have already been walking in your calling and the Lord is getting ready to take you to a new, a new level. There's a new dimension that you're about to walk into. David was anointed after Samuel saw him. He didn't just see him physically, but he saw him spiritually. It was like x-ray vision. He could see the heart of David. The Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Samuel could see the heart of David. People may look over you. People may not recognize you. People may not see you or honor you. But God sees you and he can see your heart. He can see you, but he also sees your heart. So when Samuel saw him, he poured oil on him. And from the moment that he poured the oil on David, David was never the same. Can I tell you that you will never be the same? If, you, if this is one of your first times really hearing, and when I say hearing, I don't just mean listening. I mean hearing in the realm of the spirit. I'm talking about an encounter with a prophetic anointing. 
when you meet a prophet, you usually meet a prophet at a time that your season is changing. When you meet a prophet, you're encountering a prophetic word. That word is a rhema word. It has the power in it to change the very course of your life. I, I want you to understand tonight, I'm not just talking to you, but I'm prophesying to you. And I'm prophesying to you with the understanding and with the intention that as I speak to you, the trajectory of your life, the course of your life, the direction of your life is shifting now as you hear the word. If you believe that, say, thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. The, the trajectory, the track of your life, the course of your life, the plan for your life, the purpose for your life, it's changing. It is being shifted. It's being redirected. It's being realigned with God's purpose and God's plan for your life. And if, you've, if you have already been on that track, then this word is going to propel you forward. If you've been going against God, this word is going to cause you to make a complete turnaround. God is going to cause you to turn and go after him. If you have been running from the calling on your life, Jonah ran from the calling on his life. He ran not only from the assignment, but he ran from the anointing. The Bible says he ran from the presence of the Lord. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Let me remind you. Let me remind you. If you're in relationship, you're with that person. David was in relationship with God. God knew he could anoint him because David would stay with him. If God went left, David would go left. If God went right, David would go right. He would stay with God because he was in intimate relationship with him. Jonah ran from God. And by running from God, he was running from the very anointing on his life. Now watch this. The anointing does several things. The anointing does many things. But one of the primary things that the anointing does is it protects your life. The anointing protects you from dangers you see and dangers you don't see. Jonah ran from the presence of the Lord. Therefore, he ran from his anointing, which means he ran from the protection of God. Oh, hallelujah. How can I say that? Because the Bible says that when Jonah got thrown overboard, he sank down in the ocean and he sees the bars of hell. Why did Jonah see the bars of hell? Do you think the bars of hell are under the ocean? Now, some people would say, yes, I understand. I understand, you know, the theologians and the researchers and hey, I get all that scientific stuff. I understand. 
there are gates to hell in certain places in the waters. But listen here. Listen here. I don't believe that's what he saw. I don't believe that's what he saw. I believe that he saw the bars of hell. Because the Bible says Jonah said that his soul fainted within him. Which means that he died. Now, why am I saying this? Because Jonah ran from the anointing. He ran from his divine protection. I tell my students all the time, I say, you cannot run from the anointing on your own life. You can't run from the anointing on you. That's like trying to run from yourself. You can't run from yourself. Can I offer this to you? You can't run from God. Those of you that don't want to do what God has called you to do. Those of you that don't want to be as great as God has called you to be. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be in the forefront. You don't want to have the microphone. You don't want to be heard. You don't want to be the one to lay hands on anyone. You, you don't want to be the one to prophesy. You don't want to be the one to speak to anyone. You don't want to be the one that God uses. But when the anointing is on you, you can't run from the anointing that is on you. It's like trying to run from you. You cannot run from yourself. And check this out. You cannot run from God. God told me to speak this word tonight. I don't understand why. I'm just obeying him. Somebody needs to hear this. We normally just pray on the prayer altar, especially here lately. But the Lord interrupted our time of intercession and said, I want you to speak this word because somebody needs to hear this tonight. I'm obeying the Lord. The Lord said that you need to hear this. There is a calling. There is an assignment. There is an anointing on your life. And you cannot run from the anointing on your life. You cannot hide from God. You cannot try to hold in Hear this, hear this. You can't hold in the river in your belly. You can't. You can't hold back the fire in you. You can't. You cannot grieve the Holy Spirit. You cannot stop what God has started. You can't. Are you listening? You can't. You can't stop what God has started. You can't hinder what God has started. What God put on you, what God placed on you. When Samuel poured the oil on David, he was confirming what God had already done. David was anointed before the oil came. The oil was the confirmation in the earth realm. 
of what God had already done in the spirit realm. Oh, glory to God. Some of you are about to experience confirmation. Can I prophesy? I'm not just talking, I'm prophesying. You're going to see this. You're about to experience divine confirmation in the natural regarding what God has already done in the spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. People are going to start to confirm. People are going to start to affirm. God's going to allow people, places, organizations, businesses to recognize the anointing that is on your life. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. We got a few minutes left. In these few minutes that we have, I want to share some one more thing with you. I want to share one more thing with you. If you have your Bible, look at St. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and verse 19. St. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Now, this scripture is transcendent. There are a few scriptures like this in the Bible, and I, I love the Word of God. I believe the entire Bible, for the most part, transcends time, place, people, locations. It's bigger than time, it's bigger than people, it's bigger than locations, it's bigger than bloodlines, nationalities, genealogy. It, it transcends all time, all places, all people, all things. This scripture transcends all time, all generations, all people, all things. And I, I want to show you something perhaps you've never seen. Your life can be found in St. Luke 4, 18 through 19. Every person's divine progression in the realm of the spirit can be found in St. Luke 4, 18 and 19. Watch what it says here. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now watch, watch this. Every section of this scripture can be translated into a divine progression for those that are called of God. There is a progression for those that are called. I'm going to give it to you if you want to write it down, if you're taking notes. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you fairly quickly. If, you, if you're taking notes, I'm going to give it to you and then I'm going to show you how it correlates. Okay, watch this. It starts with anointing. Number one, anointing. You go from anointing to number two, submission. Anointing will lead you to submission. Anointing will lead you to submission. Now, watch this. Anointing, David, 
David is a prime example, but there's examples throughout the Bible. David was anointed before Samuel ever poured oil on him. Because he humbled himself to Samuel, Samuel poured oil on him and he confirmed the anointing that was already there. So therefore, anointing will lead to submission and submission will lead to more anointing. Even though that's not what I have written here, okay, I'm just telling you that anointing goes throughout each one of these. Can I give you an example? It's like um, braiding. It's like a braid. It's like a, it's like a, um, um, in, they're intertwined. Okay. So there's a divine progression in the spirit, but intertwined throughout all of it is the anointing. The anointing is so transcendent that it touches areas that you may not even think it touches. The anointing touches areas of protection, divine protection. The anointing has to do with ability and gifting. The anointing has to do uh, with um, divine supernatural um, provision, open doors, favor. The anointing causes you to be seen. The anointing can cause you to be dis- to, to not be seen. The anointing is protective. And it is God, it's like a magnet to God. It causes you to get close with God. You can get as close with God as you're willing to sacrifice. But your anointing gives you the ability to get close to Jesus. There's so much I could say about the anointing. But watch this. So, so I'm prefacing everything I'm going to say by saying that the anointing is weaved and intertwined throughout all of it. So it, even though as I give you the order, it starts with anointing. I just want you to know the anointing goes throughout each thing I'm going to say. Okay, ready? All right. Number one, anointing. Number two, submission. The anointing will lead you to submission, which will lead you to more anointing. You will find this in your life. Anointing, submission, more anointing, anointing, submission, more anointing, anointing, submission, more anointing, anointing, submission, more anointing. It's throughout the Bible. When God raises you up, you come down and he raises you higher. God raises you up, you'll come down and then you'll go higher. God will raise you up, you'll go down, you'll come higher. God will raise you up, you'll go down and go even higher. God will raise you up, you go even lower, then you'll go higher. The, the lower you go, the higher you'll go. That's how spiritual progression works. Now watch this. After the anointing leads to submission, submission will lead you to service. Submission will lead you to servanthood. Servanthood. Anointing leads to submission. Submission leads to servanthood. Okay? The anointing will cause you to submit. Submission will cause you to serve. Now watch this. There are some people who don't want to serve but they have to because of the anointing. Let me say that again. There's some people who don't want to serve. When I say serve, I mean be seen. There's some people who say, I don't want to preach and I don't want to prophesy and I don't want to lay hands on people and I don't want to, I don't want to get up and say nothing. I don't want to say nothing to her. I don't want to lay hands on him. I don't want to prophesy. I don't want to, I don't want to. All these people say, I don't want to and I don't want to. But, but guess what? Guess what? The anointing will lead you to submission. And submission causes you to serve and do things that you may not otherwise want to do. Okay. 
All right, you ready? You ready? I got three more for you. The anointing leads to submission. Submission leads to servanthood. Servanthood leads to purpose. When you start serving, God will reveal your purpose. God didn't tell me my purpose until I started serving. Had I not started serving, I would not have known what my purpose was. If I didn't do anything for God, if I didn't get up and do something for God and serve, if I was not in submission under a leader, if I was not in submission under my parents who were my leaders and are my leaders still, if I was not in submission to them, if I wasn't serving in the church, if I wasn't serving doing the will of God, I would not have known that God called me to be a prophet. The anointing on my life had to be cultivated by submission and service. And by submission and service, it led me to my purpose. Now watch this. Purpose will lead you to power. Now I got this from the great Marilyn Hickey. Okay, those first three came straight from the Lord. These next three are from the Lord, but also through the vehicle of the great Marilyn Hickey. Okay, all right, listen. Uh, Servanthood will lead you to purpose. And purpose will lead you to power. And power will lead you to prosperity. You got that? We're almost out of time. We're We're already out of time. But I hope you got those last three. Purpose will lead you to power. And power will lead you to prosperity. Oh, my goodness. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. There's some people who think they have power. But they don't have submission. So they lose the anointing. Oh, my goodness. The anointing that you start with, like when David was anointed by Samuel, it must continue through your life. And the only way it can continue through your life if you, is if you stay submitted. The moment you stop submitting, you have stopped the flow of the anointing that should be moving in your life. Oh my goodness. Does that mean you can't preach anymore? No. Does that mean you can't prophesy anymore? No. Does that mean you can't lay hands on people anymore? No. You can still function. You can still be used. There are two anointings that operate in you. And I learned this from the great Benny Hinn. There is an anointing on you. And then there's an anointing in you. The anointing in you is what truly protects you. Now, the anointing on you protects you too. Don't don't be mistaken. The anointing on you protects you too. But the anointing in you truly protects you. Because it protects your soul. The anointing on you can protect you physically. It can protect you from curses. It can protect you from people who may want to do you harm, etc., etc., etc. So much I can say about that. But the anointing in you protects you truly because it protects your soul. From eternal damnation. Because you compromised the anointing because you did something you should not have done. Because you had an anointing for service, but you didn't have relationship. 
The anointing on you will operate even if your character is not right. If you lie, you steal, you treat people wrong, you curse, you do things wrong, you disobey, you're not submitted, you're not humble, you're prideful, you're in your flesh, you fornicate, you commit adultery, you still do this, you still, you can still live in sin. The Bible says the gifts are without repentance. Gifts are connected to the anointing on you. The anointing on you is for service. The anointing on you is not for you. It is for people. That is why there are preachers who can get up and prophesy and preach to people. But as soon as they get done, they go back to committing adultery. They go back to fornicating. They go back to getting high. They go back to drinking to their heart is content. They, they have an anointing on them. And people pull on the anointing on us because they want to hear the word. And God will anoint you to serve his people, even though your life is messed up. Even though you're all messed up, your toe up from the floor up. He will still anoint you for service on the outward part. But understand, that anointing can also be tainted. Can I also give you that? There's so much more I could say about this, but we're all out of time. We're not out of the word, but we're out of time. But I will just say, just because you have an anointing still doesn't mean that anointing is pure. Just because you can still preach doesn't mean that anointing is pure. Just because you can still sing like an angel doesn't mean that that anointing is pure. Because if you're living wrong and you're living in compromise and you're living in sin, but you're still operating in a gift, that anointing can be perverted. That anointing can also be dangerous to either you or other people, depending on what you're doing and what you're getting into. And also depending on your heart. David was a man after God's own heart. And even though he messed up many times, he repented. He didn't just repent, but he stopped doing whatever he was doing that was wrong. Are you listening? Did you hear me? He didn't just repent. He stopped doing whatever he was doing that was wrong. He didn't just say he was sorry. He changed his ways. Amen? Because he was a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay. I want to take, we're going to take communion now. We're about five minutes over. Okay. Go ahead and get what you're going to take communion with. And that would be, some of you might get a, a, a cookie or a cracker or something cake-like, something cracker-like, something bread-like. You can get a piece of bread and do it as well. Now, some of you might have never heard this before, but it's true. You don't have to have the fancy plate to take communion. You don't have to have a fancy cup to take communion. You don't need all the, you know, and we thank God. We, you know, if we can do it with with, you know, with a golden plate and real diamond cups, crystal, that would be great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have a paper plate and a paper cup, it's not about the plate. It's not about the cup. It's not about what you're eating and drinking. It's about the heart. Remember, 
Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So we're going to take Holy Communion, but let's do it from a heart that says, Lord, I reverence you. I love you. I honor you for who you are. Amen. Amen. I need to get what I'm going to take communion with. I ask that you do the same thing. I'm going to paraphrase as I tell you. We're going to drink and we're going to eat together. I'm just going to paraphrase as I tell you, as Jesus told them. For the Bible says that as they sat at the table, Jesus took of the bread. And after he broke it, he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and eat. For this is my body which is broken for you. Let us take whatever you, whatever you have there that is symbolic of the bread and the body of, of Christ, of Jesus Christ. Let's take it now. Amen. Then after he took the cup and after he supped, he gave it to his disciples And he said, take and drink, for this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Drink it as often as you can in remembrance of me. Let us drink now. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. To God be the glory. 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 Let's end with a word of prayer tonight. Father, I thank you for your people. All those that are listening tonight. Let's pause here for a second. Someone listening. Someone listening tonight. You're in need of boldness someone listening tonight you need the boldness of the Holy Ghost you need you are desiring God to empower you so that you can do what he called you to do and not be afraid if that's you why don't you lift lift your hands now father in the name of Jesus I pray that not many days or moments after this moment, you would breathe on your people. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. As you breathe on your disciples, breathe on them tonight. Let them be filled with the Holy Ghost and with power and with boldness, confidence, courage to step out and do what you called them to do. We break the spirit of fear. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. I lose power. I lose love. I lose a sound mind 
in the name of Jesus. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. The faith of God is rising up on the inside of you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Maybe tonight you've been blessed by the word of God and you want to sow a seed. Maybe the Lord is leading you to give. I want you to be sensitive to the spirit. We're at a very crucial time for offering, for seed time and offering and harvest. This is a very sensitive time. Because as there is decrease and lack going on in the land, there's a blessing in store for God's people. The faithful shall prosper. The faithful shall increase and abound and his blessings will multiply. In the midst of lack and decrease and famine, you will be blessed like you've never been blessed before. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe. If you don't believe, you can't see it. But if you believe, you will see miracles, signs and wonders, financial and spiritual in your life. If you would like to give tonight, you can go to Cash App to dollar sign Prophet Jonathan. You can also go to our website, impartjesus.com. Our website, as you can see when you go there, our website has a lock in the corner. Our website is locked. It is not a open, unsecure website. It is a secure website. You can give on our website. You can give directly. If you have an iPhone, you can give directly from Apple Pay on our website. When you go to donate and give, you can give directly from your Apple Pay on your phone safely and securely. You can also put your card information. You can also give through PayPal. There are other ways you can give. I'm encouraging you tonight to sow a seed, give an offering. Some of you don't have much to give. But I want you to obey God with what you have. We've been asking for those that have the faith, those that believe. Maybe this isn't you, but maybe this is you. We've been asking those that can to sow a $100 seed. The Lord has been speaking to you. A $100 seed, for some people, is one of the biggest offerings they've ever given. I remember my first time giving $100. It's a seed of faith. It says, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. As I sow, as I give, you're going to give back to me. I trust you. I put my faith in you. I may not see it now, but you're going to bless me. If the Lord is leading you to do that, if you have it to do that, I want you to sow that seed tonight. Maybe you don't have that, but I want you to go as close to that as you can, whether it be $53. That $53 seed is a seed that I've sown over and over and over and over again. And I've seen miracles. I've seen provision. I've seen blessings. Obey God. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And I trust him to bless you. Father, I thank you for those that are going to give tonight. 
I pray that you give back to them good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, cause men to give unto their bosom, open up the windows of heaven, pour them out blessings to where there is not room enough to receive. I speak the prophet's reward, a quick harvest, a quick return, the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel. Let the doors be open to them. Let provision be made for them. Let ways be made for them. Let increase come to them. Let abundance be over them. Let favor surround them as a shield and I thank you that you will bless them because these are your people and as they give to you you will give back to them not sparingly but bountifully in Jesus name we thank you and we praise you for your word that was spoken tonight I thank you that it fell on good ground it will bring forth much fruit and the anointing shall increase in their lives in Jesus name somebody say amen 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 and amen. Thank you all for joining me tonight. We will be back very soon. Thank you for taking Holy Communion with me. I pray that you you are blessed by the word of God. We will be back very soon. We've been here more consistently and we're going to keep doing it. I love you all. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. You all have a blessed night. Again, I wish a happy birthday to my aunt. Love you and thank God for you. Blessings to all of the partners. Love you all. Have a blessed night. We'll be back very soon. Stay tuned for these final words of announcement. The series on the book of Revelation continues live on the prayer altar all year long. If you ever miss an episode, listen on demand on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and much more. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The Revelation series will bless your life and change your life. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The prayer altar is all new. Hello, this is Prophet Jonathan Dorn. I want to thank you for tuning in to the prayer altar tonight. I'm so thankful for all of you that listen from all over the world. We are able to literally reach nations and countries all over the world because of you, because of how you tune in and how you listen, how you download each episode. When you hit the download button, you help us to reach more listeners around the world. So I just want to say thank you. This is Prophet Jonathan Dorn, and from my heart, I thank God for you. I thank God for every partner of this ministry. Hey, why don't you consider becoming a partner today? You can sign up very easily, very quickly by going to our website, impartjesus.com. You can go there right now and sign up to become a monthly partner of the Prayer Altar and Jonathan Dorn Ministries and impart Jesus. That's what we do. We impart Jesus, the love of Jesus, and the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. We are sharing the gospel message with the world. People are being blessed and lives are being changed. When you give, you help us to stay right here on the air to be able to broadcast here, reaching the nations of the world. I I want you to know I couldn't do this without you. I need your support. Why don't you consider giving, sowing a seed today by going to impartjesus.com. I'm asking those that have been blessed and those that are blessed by the prayer altar to stand with us with your seed. 
I thank you and I appreciate you. God bless you. The Prayer Altar is proud to celebrate 11 years interceding for the nations of the world. The Prayer Altar is paid for by the friends and partners of Jonathan Dorn Ministries and ImpartJesus.com.